And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, the Associate Director of the Swine Health Information Center, Dr. Megan Niederwerder, is with us. And uh, Dr. Niederwerder, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Well, let's dive right in. We are talking about uh, some new research that I know you led on. Uh, you led this research team looking at African swine fever virus and its stability in feed. Now, uh, talk a little bit about this. I know there were some different things you guys did with storage temperatures, et cetera. Uh, talk about this research, highlight it, and, and highlight what you guys found. So historically, when we were looking at the stability of ASF in feed, we were using a transoceanic model, which had fluctuating temperature and humidity conditions that were consistent with global trade and the movement of feed ingredients imported from other countries. And we wanted to understand, was the virus capable of surviving this shipment, these shipment conditions? But what we had not looked at yet, and what this study really focused on was, what's the viability of the virus in feed stored at constant temperatures? really thinking about when the feed ingredients are arrive in the country of or either in the country of origin or upon arrival in the US could we store the feed ingredients to allow any potential virus contamination to decay over time and reduce the risk of virus introduction into your swine farm so what we looked at was three different feed matrices we looked at uh, soybean meal complete feed in meal form and corn cob carriers. And we looked at those three feed matrices in three different environments, including 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, and 95 degrees Fahrenheit. And essentially we wanted to understand what's the longevity of the virus in those feed ingredients stored at different temperatures. And so there were a couple of really interesting findings and concerning findings that we discovered through this research. One is that uh, the virus was most stable in soybean meal stored at any of the temperatures. And so that seemed to be the matrix that promoted uh, the virus viability and survival. The other aspect of the research was that corn cob particles did not seem to support the virus stability as much uh, as the complete feed or the soybean meal. So we can also sort of assess the risk between feed ingredients uh, based on this research. Looking at all of this research and these very interesting findings, how does this shape our biosecurity plans and more moving forward here, Dr. Niederwerder? Uh, what does this do to, uh, to how we tackle African swine fever and continue to research the virus? When we look at the highest risk ingredient, so that was soybean meal, the ASF virus maintained its infectivity for at least 112 days at 40 degrees Fahrenheit, at least 21 days at 68 degrees Fahrenheit, and at least seven days at 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So essentially what those numbers tell us is the minimum holding time recommendations at those specific temperatures for high risk ingredients. So if you were importing soybean meal from an ASF positive country, we would recommend those minimum storage times 
prior to incorporation into a complete feed diet that's um, again given to your pigs for nutrition. And even to take that a step further as far as back up a step would be when you're looking at where your feed ingredients are coming from, in an ideal scenario, we would stop the importation of high-risk feed ingredients from ASF-positive countries and start looking at some of these ingredients and their ability to source locally or source within the U.S. or ASF-negative countries. Well, thankfully, we have not seen ASF in the United States yet, but obviously we're keeping our eye on what's going on with the virus globally. Uh, Dr. Niederwerder, what is the latest with African swine fever around the globe? What are we currently watching? Are there any major hotspots that we are, are really keeping an eye on right now? Yeah, so of course, we're doing everything we can to prevent ASF introduction. And one of the aspects of what the Swine Health Information Center does is evaluate on a global scale where ASF is and monitor that situation for when it's introduced into new regions or new populations of pigs. And so one of the areas that we continue to monitor is the island of Hispaniola, including the Dominican Republic and Haiti. And we continue to see outbreaks of the virus in those two countries. Uh, and uh, that although the number of percent positive, so the, the, the number of positive cases has gone down as far as the total number that are tested and then the percent that's positive within that, we continue to see outbreaks in those two countries that are very concerning, of course, because of the geographic proximity to the US. The other areas of the world that we've seen new outbreaks in that have really been highlighted over the last several months is that in Italy, we saw the first uh, introduction of ASF into a domestic pig herd and uh, that has been has occurred after the ASF virus was detected in the wild boar population there. And so what we've seen in some several of these European countries is that the virus will be introduced into the European wild boar population in the country. And then several months later, we see that it's introduced into the domestic or commercial pig population. That, of course, is very concerning and something that we all need to continue to consider is that the risk of ASF virus being introduced is not only to our commercial pig population, but of course, any wild pig population or feral pigs that we have in the U.S. And again, trying to prevent entry to any pig population. Any other final thoughts you have for us today? Yeah, so as we think about um, ASF and doing everything we can to prevent entry, I just want to highlight some resources. Of course, we have the Global Disease Monitoring Report on the swinehealth.org website. We also have a, a full section on feed biosecurity and how you can implement both biosecurity protocols on farm as well as at the feed mill to reduce the risk of feed or feed ingredients being a route for any disease. But in particular, we're talking about ASF into your your pig herd well again great resources swinehealth.org with that swine health information center associate director dr megan niederwerder i appreciate the time as always thanks for uh, joining us today and we'll talk to you again soon thank you sounds great this has been american ag today produced by the american ag network i'm jesse allen wishing you a great rest of your day